That song was so timely because, you know, in his presence is where we find ourselves. Yes. It's where we can really just tap into him on a whole nother level. And like Marla said, it was so prophetic. If you just dare to step a little deeper, to believe a little more. And yes. it's, a, it's a lie of the enemy that you have no purpose, that yes. you're just here for, for pure existence. Yes. And I just want to speak and declare that over every single person. Hallelujah. That you have good plans. The Lord has good plans for you. There is a plan. There is a future for you. And we rebuke and we cast down any assignment of the enemy that has put you in a box, that has put you in a corner to make you feel like you have no significance. That is a lie of the enemy. And we just declare that that mindset is gone. It is abolished in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that when we come into your presence, we find fullness of joy. Your word says that when we seek you, we will find you. God and Lord all we have to do is just submit in your presence to lay down aside our experiences any negative mindsets anything that the enemy may have trapped you in because sometimes it's just a trap that's all he can do he's so little but he can trap you in your mind to where where you think I have nothing to offer when in actuality you have everything to offer you have every gift you have every idea you have every financial source because guess what it is God that is living on the inside of you hallelujah so I just declare in Jesus name that you are significant you will prosper you will succeed in everything you do you have the living God who is on your side hallelujah hallelujah who can be against me if God is for me? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I declare that you will walk into your purpose, yes. that you will not just let another year go by without coming into the fullness of who God created you to be. Hallelujah. You are everything. Your gifts and talents are needed into this for this world. Yes. You are not just to sit on the sideline to watch everybody else do stuff. No, it's time for you to do some stuff. You pick up Hallelujah. what you have been given. For you have been created for this time, this very existence. Everything you do matters. What you say matters. How you handle your family matters because it's all for a reason. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are everything that we need. When we just tap into your presence, when we go deep into you, God, you have everything for us. Riches and glories are in store for the righteous. And Father, we thank you. And we make a personal dedication to you right now. Totally resubmitting, rededicating ourselves, letting old mindsets go by, coming out of that corner, coming out of that box to say, Lord, I am with you and you are with me. And because of that, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Hallelujah. I just declare right now, you are significant. The enemy has been lying to some people in in here, telling them that they don't have anything to offer, that they're just here just to kind of go through the daily motions. No, you are significant. There are people waiting for you. They're waiting for your obedience. They're waiting for you just to say yes. And he wants a full yes, a wholehearted yes. A yes, Lord, I will. Yes, I will go. Yes, I will do. All you need is him. Some people are waiting for other people to agree with you, but God gave you the vision, so they're not going to understand. Stop waiting for people to get on the the bandwagon. 
He gave you the vision. So it's not going to make sense to someone else because it's not their vision. He gave it to you for a reason. And he says, you need to go out and do it before I give it to somebody else. Don't wait for people to sign up. Don't wait for their money. You go out and get it. You go out and get it. God is for you. Throughout the Bible, we see where people took leaps of faith. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know where they were coming from. They didn't have the finance, but they just listened to a word from the Lord. And because they stepped out on faith, the need met them when they started walking, right? It met them when they started walking. But guess what? If the need is here and I'm over here, it's not going to get to me. So the more that I walk into what God is calling me into, everything is just going to come. Things are just going to start happening. But it all starts with a yes. It starts with the yes and knowing that my my everything comes from him. Amen. The yeah. ideas, yeah. my worth, my value doesn't come from man, but it comes from God. Yeah. Because he gave it to me. Yeah. He laid down his life so that I could have it all. And he's just calling people today saying, I want you. I want those gifts. I want those talents that I planted in you when you were before you were in your mother's womb. They didn't even know that they were creating a masterpiece. They didn't even know what they were doing. They thought it was cute. They thought it was real cute, but it was a masterpiece that was being formed and being being just constructed and created for this very moment. Hallelujah. So lift your hands. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have created masterpieces, Lord. That everything that we need is in you, Lord. Father, we we lay down the side thinking that we're not good enough. We're not worthy. We don't have enough finances. We don't have enough action plan. We just submit ourselves to you. Opening up an ear to hear you to hear clearly for direction for purpose thank you for putting the right people around us the people who are going to help us propel into the vision and the purpose that you've already had and we declare that we will fulfill that book that is written about us in heaven we thank you that it is done we thank you that lord when you wrote the end when you wrote the beginning you really started at the end so you already know how this thing is going to play out Uh, all we have to do is be submitted under your word under your teaching under the principles that you have set forth god god is good he says that you are significant there's somebody in here who's battling with am i worthy am i significant i've done it wrong so many years how could anything come out for the glory of god and he says you're the one i want to use you're the one who i'm going to use so much that everybody is going to think wow it had to come from god it had to come from god hallelujah yeah Yeah. hallelujah lord that you are the god of second third and fourth chances and we just bless your name in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah come on give god a hand clap hallelujah how many are ready to go deeper into your significance hallelujah god is doing something 
and our response matters. I say our response matters. And look like we're ready this morning. When you respond, listen, sometimes your response would determine where you're going to go. And so tries to wake up our responses so we can agree with where he's trying to take us. And so we thank God for what he's about to do right now. And we thank him for what he's doing. Just lift your hands just one more minute for me. And if you could say with me, thank you, Jesus. Come on, just thank him just for a second. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your mercies that endure forever. Thank you for your grace that give us possibilities. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. I'm just hungry. I, I just want more of him, more of him, more of him, more. Just more of you, God. More of you, God. More of you, God. More. Come on, say that with me. More of you, God. More of you, God. Come on, you got to build your appetite, God. I just want more of you. No matter what, God, more of you, more of you, more. Come on, open up your mouth. More of you, God. Oh, if I can just have more of you, God. More of you, God. More, 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 more. More, 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 more. Come on, lift your hands. More, more, God. More. More, Jesus. More, Jesus. More. More, God. More, more, more. More, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We thank you for your word that you want to speak this morning. Align us. Thank you for equipping us. And we will give you the praise, honor, and glory. In the matchless and mighty name of Jesus Christ. And if you love him, can you say amen? Glory to God. Give God one more hand clap. I believe that there are some night, some mornings that I believe there's an assignment, sign message. And this one of these tonight, this morning is one of those mornings. Can you say amen? Come on, we thank God with an assigned message, which means he, there's something that he wants to say. And I believe that God is going to position you in a position where you can learn how to continue to win towards where God is calling you to be. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you can go to 1 Corinthians 10, and we're going to read verse 12 through 13. Glory to God. It's good to see everybody this morning. And we're at 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13. And I was to title this, The Way of Escape. Way of Escape. We've been talking about the way. And I'm wanting to redefine our seek. God is trying to establish our seek. And if we can learn to seek him with all that we have and all that we are, we'll start to find the answers of life. 
So I want to talk about the way of escape. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13. And if you get there, can you say amen? amen? And it reads, therefore, let him who think he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation have, has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. God is what? He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able to bear. But the temptation will also make you a way of escape. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Can you say amen and be seated? You may be seated. Father, we ask you to speak and move as you are in Jesus' name. Amen. My assignment this morning is to help you understand how to find the escape route to freedom. The Bible says that we should be always going progressively from faith to faith and glory to glory, which means there should not be stale or stagnant place in our life. If there is any place that is stale or stagnant in our life, we have to identify what is what are we holding and what are the precepts or principles that's governing stagnance? Sometimes the doctrine, are y'all ready this morning? Sometimes the doctrine that's, listen, the, what's holding us is the doctrine that we hold. Which means where I am is what I know. And I can never go beyond where I want to be unless I can change what I no, come on, somebody say amen. I can't change my situation with, without new information. I, I, I can't keep doing the same thing and expecting the same different results. I need new information that govern where I'm trying to go. And so when it comes to the things of understanding why we do what we do and we continue to do it, like in, in, in a sense, when I was in the world, or excuse me, we're all in the world, but not of the world. When I was of the world, I didn't like to sin, but I just kept doing it. It didn't make me feel good, but I didn't have no other route. So I just kept doing it because the information that I had only occupied what, what I can do. And so sometime until we change the information or the doctrine or the precepts that we're governed by, we will never move to the next level without that information. And God is trying to get us to understand, I am all that you need. And the information is resolved through a mystery called knowledge, the knowledge of what I've done. All things are made possible if you can learn to come into the arena of what is already finished. Which means it is finished. Somebody said it is finished. It is finished. The devil's already under our feet, but he only can manipulate to me where I don't understand that he's under. So I have to interpret, rightly divide what's going on in my life and what's going on in what God said it should be. Are y'all catching me? Now, the issue that, that we're having with escaping, how many of you want to go forward and, and further than you ever been? 
Come on, how many of you saying, you know what, I might have played this year. I know there's a lot of stuff going on. But next year, I ain't playing like that anymore. I'm, I'm going to hold it serious. How many of you made that confession? I'm, I'm going to learn to get serious. But how many of you know you can always try to get as serious as you want, but if you don't understand the recipe of how to really take that step? I don't know about you. Seem like every year we write New Year's resolutions. I don't know about you. I'm still trying to work on the workout one. My man back there, he's been trying to help me. I go home, my chest feeling like it's poked out, and then I feel like I'm good for the next month. But it seems like our resolutions are never resolved. Because it's something about what we plan to do and what it takes to actually do it. It's something about what I plan to get out of, but actually getting out. It's something about when I plan to break loose from, but it, it, just really learning to break loose from it. So there's something that we have to define the difference between what I'm saying and what I'm writing down and what I'm actually doing. Because I don't know about you, if you've noticed, plans sound good. But if you ever tried to take that step, come on, it looked like just a step. If I can just make a little progress, it's just a step. It sounds good. It seems good. It seems easy. But when you try to take that step, it seems like all hell breaks loose sometimes. And I want you to understand, I'm going to help you interpret why it's breaking loose and how you can overcome it every time. Because I'm looking for you to grow beyond your, beyond every, listen, you're not going to, you're going to surprise yourself how much you're going to grow next year. You're going to surprise yourself how much you're going to grow the rest of this year. Glory to God. Come on. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm tired of being stale. I want to learn to go forward progressively. Can you say amen? Now, the first thing we have to understand is he's saying, therefore, let him think he stand, take heed, lest he fall, which means I have to interpret my standing. I have to interpret my standing. What are you standing on? I'm going to ask you a question now. What are you standing on? Because if you say you're standing on faith in the thing and the recipe that God said you, you, you have, the resolve or the response or the answer shall always be proven. One of the very defaults of, of, of our language is we, we, we say things that we haven't seen. Well, I got faith, Pastor, but the fruit is not there. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's just we got to learn to interpret and equalize our words with our actions. Because it's enough that the world see that you talk about what you can't be. Because they look at the God that you serve to serve your God based on what you do. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Not back and like you didn't. You, you ain't serving God real because you haven't seen what's real yet. Oh, y'all, why y'all acting like, no, you, you still looking at the other person. And say, oh, that, that's what God like. I don't want that. I, ain't, I can't be real with that. See, until we understand what really governs movement, what really governs obedience, what really governs what we do, why we do, and how we do, we are always going to try to do something that we're still choosing the latter. 
And, and so I want us to understand that he said, therefore, let him think we stand, take heed, least he what? Fall. God is trying to give us a way of escape. Somebody say the way of escape. But we have to understand why. And why we need that way of escape. Because if you're not taking the way of escape that God provides, you are allowing yourself to escape in the temptation that you keep yielding to. So we're going to break some things down. I have a lot of information here. Go to Hebrews 12, 4, 11. Now, I want you to understand one of the things God is trying to get out of you and one of his priorities. Hebrews 12, 4, uh, 4 through 11. Now, I'm going to read 4 first. You have not yet resisted to what? To bloodshed, striving against. So God is highlighting that I'm looking at your strife. But I'm noticing that you talk a good game, but when temptation, watch this, you keep entering temptation and you're not striving against sin. Now, there's a difference between temptation and test. And we'll get to that. But if you understand something, he's saying, listen, there is something wrong with your striving because you're not coming to the point of even saying stop or even when you get there, you still don't have enough. To overcome it. The thing that stops us in life. Watch this. Is disobedience leading to sin. Is what? Leading to. Correct. So he's saying I need you to learn the principles that govern overcome. Somebody say I need to learn. The principles that govern overcome. They are principles. I'm going to give you a couple of them. But we got to understand he's trying to get you to strive against what? Which means you're going to learn how to hold your tongue. Which means when temptation and, 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 and trial come, you're not just going to do what you want to do. Which means when you get in an argument, you're not going to get into the I don't care mode. Which means you're not going to allow somebody else's sin or rebellion to be your sin or rebellion. You're going to learn how to hold the word no matter what's going on in your life. Because one of the misconceptions in church and the body is that you can pass to grade five without passing second grade. Because we think our prayers and our emotions and our uh, all that stuff gets us the, the grade pass. But no, no, no. The real test of, of authenticity is when you go through with God. Which means no matter how much I cry, God loves my cry. God embraces my cry. God forgives me. God loves me. But I don't mean I'm going to skip the test. How many of you, come on, you want to skip the test. But man, look, I still got to take this test. I thought I was, if I just told God, you know, I love you. And I, I, I went to church and paid my tithes. You know, I don't have to do the test. And we think it's a magic pill that's going to get us to overcome. That's why we run from problems. We don't go to them. And the reality of it is until you learn how to address what's in you and in your face. Could it be that God is preparing you for what you're not trying to enter into? You can't bypass tests. Tests proves you. 
Say that with me. Test proves you. Which you don't go to school and they don't they prove you. Don't tell me you took this class. The, the test gonna show what you've been doing. Now some of y'all got Roman eyes. I'm gonna leave that alone. I think I had some too before. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'll repent later. Y'all catching me? The test proves your authenticity. So I want to break a religious bone this morning for just one second. You will not bypass the test. You know, my title is Bishop so That's so good. I'm doctor and, 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 and deacon, and, 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 and that's so good. You are not going to bypass the test. Well, you know, God loves me. I'm prophet. So that, that's so good. And you know what? We want to help and tool you. But you will not bypass the test. You're going to learn to pass the test of time. You're going to learn to overcome to truth and prove your authenticity of faith. You're not going to bypass the test. I don't care how much you cry. I don't care how much you shout. That's, those are good things, and we need those things. A lot of us need a lot of that. But that doesn't mean that might get you prepared for the test. Uh, that, that's preparing you well for the test. But that doesn't mean you're going to violate the test. You can move to another city. You still got to do it. I just moved. I don't like this. I'm, I'm just, I came in. Oh, hell broke loose. I know. But you're going to move down there. It's going to break loose again. Why? Because you don't have no new information that's going to govern where you're trying to go. I just changed this. Well, keep changing. Go ahead, Israel. You're going to walk 40 years. Because you just want to change direction, but you're going around in circles. How many of you know Israel was going in circles? They just renamed the same places. All of you studied that. It's very interesting. They renamed. It's the same demon, but they just renamed it. This is street stuck. This is yeah. You, you're still going in circles because you're still not submitting to the principles that govern movement. Are y'all catching me this morning? So I want you to understand God is teaching us to have a resistance so we can move forward. So it's not about what you say. It's not about what you do. And it's not about how many churches you go to. It's not how many titles you go to. If you can't cross this bridge, you sure not showing that you resist it. Which means the real level of what you really have is how much you can resist the enemy. I don't know how strong you are, how much you resist. Can you say amen? So we have to understand. Let, let me jump back into 1 Corinthians 10, 12. 10 and actually verse 6. This was our first scripture, verse 6. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, 1 through 12, 13. I'm sorry, Hebrews 4, 12, excuse me. Hebrews 12, verse 5. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. Okay, Hebrews 12, verse 5. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. How many of you know what the rebuke of the Lord is? We'll learn what that is. All right. 
for whom the Lord loves, he, which means, he, come on, the, the belt didn't come out because he didn't hate you. He's doing it because he loves you. Glory to God. And scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure, somebody say if. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what is there whom father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all become partakers, then you are illegitimate, not sons. Are you de denying or despising divine disciplines? Can you interpret the divine disciplines of your life? Or are you telling everybody to get out your life? You, you cannot grow without new information. Well, Pastor, God speaks to me uniquely. Well, if that uniqueness is not according to the word of God, that is not your, the word of God. Well, you know, I, God just do it this way for me. Does he? It's not in the word of God. If it's not in the precepts, it might not be him. Are y'all catching me? I didn't read that God give you self-doctrine, self-revelation without being tested. He called us the body, which means we need each other. Somebody say we need each other. We need each other. Yeah, yeah, don't try to run off with your own revelation. You're going to leave me hanging. In fact, God might limit what I know because I need you to. Uh, until you wake up, I can't get the other part of what I need to know. So I need you to wake up so we can come together in the body. I'm missing a finger. I'm missing an elbow. I'm missing something to be functional. And you're giving me more weight than I'm supposed to handle because when you're dysfunctional, I got to use the weight on something else. So there's greater weight on per 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 a certain body parts because the other parts are not functional. And it's causing more harm to the body. Are y'all catching me? He said, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Verse 9, watch this. Come on, I'm, I'm, I want you to go through this. I want you to see these. Furthermore, we have human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we much more uh, re uh, readily be subjected to the fathers of spirits and live? Somebody say fathers of spirits. Which means when you're coming into a divine alignment, you're going to learn how to walk with the spirit of God and learn the spirits of God. Glory to God. For they indeed for a few days chasing it seemed best to them, but he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Somebody say holiness. No one, ch no chastening. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Somebody say this ain't, sometimes it ain't feel, don't feel too good. Glory to God. Afterward, it yields, guess what it yields? Peaceable fruit of righteousness that those who've been trained, they've been trained by it. Mm. How, are you being trained by God? Or are you still waiting on man to train you? Men of God or men of God supposed to provoke your obedience towards God. Moses' job was to try to invite them to God. 
but they wanted to follow Moses. Because anything that's easier than coming into the relational context with God sometimes seems easier, but it's not. Because if we understand that God is for you, somebody say God is for me. You don't have to hide from him. You don't listen. There's nothing that he can't see in the first place. God, I'm praying, but I ain't going to pray about that because I don't want you to. I I don't see it. You're right. You're right. We're not we're not going to talk about that. You're right. Mm -hmm. Somebody say God see it all. So we lie to ourselves trying to hold on to it. But he's trying to get something in us and through us if we can learn to respond to his leading, respond to his calling, respond to him. And when we learn to respond to him, we learn that he is what we need in every area of our life. The Bible says uh, if you come into temptation, he will make a way of escape. When you don't know the way of escape, you've found one. So let me ask you, what are you escaping in? Somebody say the way of escape. Which means if you don't know the way of escape, you're escaping into something. You say, well, I I know the way of escape. Jesus, yeah, Jesus, Uh uh-huh, that's so good. But when the temptation comes, where are you escaping? You're going to get you a drink? Uh-oh, y'all ready? Come on, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm tie your shoes just in a second. Yeah, 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 you're going to take a... Come on, y'all ready? Y'all ready? You, come on, see, we got all kind of escape coping mechanisms. I'm tired. And justification tells you to go do something of the carnal nature rather than the spirit. Oh, yeah, in every area. Where are you going? Do your smokes? Do come on, you're going to sexual promiscuity. You're going to even work out. Oh, we love that one. Oh, there's nothing wrong with working out, but is that your escape? Rather than filling yourself with him. What are you escaping in? Come on, we talk about moving into God, but you gotta realize if he has not become your escape route. You're going to always say, well, temptation is not leading. What's your escape route? How long it's been there? I only go so far and then I... My problem is I only go so far and then I... How many you ready to go further than where you've been going? Come on, how many you ready to go, go beyond where you've been... Come on, that temptation coming, you always yielding. See, the problem what, what, what we have to realize is the reality of what's controlling you is where you cannot go when that comes. When God makes the way and the per- whatever the stronghold is tell you we ain't going that way, now you know what your battle. Somebody say, this strong man got to go. Glory. Why y'all acting like, well, yeah, I ain't got no strong. No, come on, let's talk about it. This strong man got to go. Because it's still in control. Somebody say, gotta, it's still in control. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to break its control. Every time I want to fast, I can't. Every time I want to pray, I can't. 
Every time I want to take a step forward, I can't. Something is holding me in the hostage bondage that I can't take the step. I really mean to. I want to. But something is holding it hostage where I can't take a move. I go to pray five minutes. My mind goes somewhere. I'm just, I can't do it. I go to do something that I really want to do. And now I got to the point that I don't tell God nothing because I don't even trust myself. And we're not realizing the real battle that's holding you hostage. And why is it they're holding you hostage? If you wasn't in a battle, why so hard? And if you don't know how to get to a place where you can learn to overcome that battle, you can go to church, you can shout, but until you meet that, until you face that thing right there, that's that level, that door, that's going to keep that moratorium from your growth. Somebody say, I'm going forward. I, 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 I don't care how I'm going to get there. I'm going to learn to go forward. Can you say amen? This is why God wants you to learn to have resistance. He said, Jesus resisted to the point of he cried blood. Not my will, but thy will. How much in you will it take for you to say not my will? Because the problem is, is our will. Somebody say our will. will. All right, let's get down here. Now, I want you to know what we have first. Go to 2 Peter uh, 1. 2 Peter 1, really quickly. 2 Peter 1. We're going to read some scriptures because I want you to see it and you can study it. As his divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. He's given us how many things? Now y'all sure? He's given us how many things? All things pertaining to what? Life and godliness. Now this is, this is the, the caveat right here. Watch this. Through the knowledge. Through the what? Of him, through the knowledge of him who called us to glory and virtue, by which have been given us exceeding great precious promises, which means he's given it already. That through these may be partakers of his divine nature. Somebody say divine nature. Divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Which means until we learn how to hold the divine nature, we'll never escape lust. I'm going to say that again. Until we learn to hold the divine nature, we will never escape the lust of the flesh. Until we learn to hold it. Somebody say hold it. Oh, you got it. You got provoked Sunday. You got provoked Wednesday. But can you hold it on Monday? Can you hold it on Tuesday? Until you learn to hold it. You'll never escape the temptations of your life. In which there shouldn't be temptations of your life. And we'll get to that. Somebody say, I'm going to hold this divine nature. Well, you, you know you have one. The Bible says you've been made new. All things became new. When you became saved, you became new. Somebody say, I'm new. 
He said, you're a new creature, new creation. You are a new creation. You don't have to live in the old one. You don't have to flirt with the old one. This is why we need to always have progressive sight because where you don't see forward, you're always going to go backwards. And you're renamed backwards, but it's really old backwards. But God is trying to give us divine sight forward. Somebody say divine sight, divine sight. Forward. forward. Hallelujah. Now, we must hold and learn to hold our divine nature. Can you say amen? amen? And when we don't hold the divine nature, we become we come into a problem. The problem that we come into when we don't hold the divine nature is called, watch this, temptation. Now, I'm going to share some things about temptation that I'm sure you never heard before. We have th thought that we can't overcome certain temptations. But how many of you know God is giving you the ability to get out? If he's giving you the ability to get out, that means he never wanted you into temptation. Now, I want you to understand, well, you know, God is just trying to do something in me. Let me help us out really quickly. Because I think people think that God put you in temptation. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says that God tempts no man. But it's in your desires that causes the thing to draw up. Which means what you think you're talking about, what God is doing, is actually you doing. Because it's a desire that's being drawn up in you. Can you say amen? So temptation is actually coming from you. Say that with me. Temptation is coming from me. Not God. You will look at your temptations, you will look at what you really want or what you desire. But it's not the desire of you because you're a new creature. It's the desire of the flesh. It's not the desire of you because you're a new It's the desire of the And the flesh has its own mind. And the, the mind of the flesh war against the mind of the spirit. They're always at battle, which means your flesh ain't going to want to do right. So it's a dead conversation and a dead try to try to fix your flesh to get to God. So somebody say, I'm done with that one. Come on. Now. I can't get right to get to God. I'm so sorry. The flesh won't let you. How many of y'all tried that before? Come on, my hand up. I, I used to say, I'm going to get it right this time, but you never got it right. Why not? The flesh won't let you. Let me help you out. It will never let you. I know I'm not supposed to do that, but you're going to keep doing that because you're still not realizing it takes the grace of God that gives you the ability to overcome. And in every area of your temptation, it's going to take grace, but you don't know that because there's something that's justifying you over that, depending on what it looks like. Oh, yeah, church folks are good for this one. As long as they ain't drinking and smoking, they think, you know, you know. I'm overcoming. Well, you're overcoming in that one. But when God told you to pray for 30 minutes, you couldn't do two minutes. So don't, uh, come on, be careful with your judgment now. Glory to God. Come on, come on, come on, minister. Be careful with, see, we got to be careful with our judgments. If it's not divinely judged, you got to be careful because somewhere in you, you're not being obedient to the point of bloodshed. Are you willing to bleed for your next level? All right, let me let me back up. Uh, glory to God. 
No, I ain't ready to do that, Pastor. You know, I love my life too much. Yeah, th this is the problem because he's saying if you love your life, you're going to lose it. But if you learn to lose your life, you're going to gain some life. How many of you are ready to lose some life? Come on. I'm ready to lose my self-autonomy. I'm ready to let go of me so I can gain because the me that I'm still gaining is of the flesh and it has its own mind. It's not going to do right. It don't want to do right. Somebody say it don't want to do right. So you have to understand that temptation is a result of the flesh. And when you keep being in it, it shows you're in the flesh. Can I help y'all a little bit further? Which means when I'm tempted, I'm in the flesh. Y'all catch it. When I'm tempted, I'm in the flesh. Because Jesus tests us, but he doesn't tempt us. It's a difference between testing and tempting. Testing is of the spirit, which means you're being promoted if you can learn to hold. Temptation is of the flesh, which means you're looking from the wrong lens. And if we don't, listen, write this down. If you don't get these two right, you're going to always have trouble. Because you're going to be calling tempting, testing, and testing, tempting. Ah, oh, Lord. Come on, I'm helping somebody out this morning. See, you've been thinking, you, no, 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 you've just been in the flesh. You're going to learn how to get real testing. Real testing is by the Spirit. No, no, no. Real testing is you holding something, and through the lens of God, he's going to test you with authenticity of what you have. But temptation, he's saying, hey, you're in the flesh, but I'm making a world escape. Don't choose the ladder. Learn to come back to me. You're going to cry doing it, but come on through the door. You might fight doing it, but come through the door. Because temptation has trained you to yield your fruit at unappointed times. That's why year after year it still comes. But God is saying, I want to break it off of you. Can you say amen? Are y'all awake? Glory to God. Now, I want you to understand something. The adversary is after something. The adversary is after something. And the three major disconnectors of us and dangers of us not holding divine alignment towards God, towards real testing are, I'm going to give you three. There are three things that you got to watch yourself in. Number one, pride. Write that down. Write pride. These are dangers of that divine nature. If you want to hold the divine nature, you got to watch your pride level. Now, remember, pride can go both ways. Pride can be where somebody is arrogant. But pride can be also telling God that what you can't do. Well, you know, I can't speak. Who made your mouth? Abraham. So pride can be both ways. Well, I, I just can't because I'm not good enough. That can be pride, too, because you're still looking at you. Are you all catching me? So number one, pride. Number two, predisposition and broken principles. Number two, predispositions and broken principles. 
which means you have a predisposition in broken principles, which means you are holding these uh, broken precepts that's governing broken promises. And you don't have an ear to hear because you keep saying you know. Tell somebody, let go of your I know. If you don't let go of your I know, you're going to see the same year. We like to say we know what we don't know. You will know when you're proven. Somebody say, I'll know when I prove it. You don't know until you can prove it. Which means if I, I'm not overcoming, it's nothing wrong with saying Jesus is an overcomer, but I need to keep saying it until I believe it, and then I overcome it. Are y'all catching me? What's number one? What's number two? Number three, broken intimacy towards God. Broken in intimacy towards God. These are the three major disconnectors. Now, the danger of these disconnectors, okay, the danger of these disconnectors is we have language without real strength. We have faith, but a broken conscience. God spoke to me and he said, son, I want you to help my people understand. And I, see, I, I had to get this too. He said, sometimes the problem is not faith. You have faith. But it's mixed with unbelief. So the problem was unbelief, not your faith. And I say, oh, God, that makes so much. Because you said we just need a little faith. You said mustard seed faith to move some mountains. That, that can move a mountain? I really don't need a lot of faith. I just got too much unbelief. Go to 1 Timothy 1, 1 Timothy 1, 18 through 19. Watch this. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. Somebody say a good warfare. Which means this is what you're going to have to do if you want to wage good warfare. Which means you can be in warfare, but that don't mean you're going to win it. But this is how you win. Watch this. Have faith and a good conscience. Somebody say faith and a good conscience. Say it one more time. Faith and a good conscience which some have rejected concerning the faith and have shipwrecked. They suffered shipwreck, which means I can have faith for something, but if my conscience is defiled, I'm still not going to see it. Now, why is my conscience defiled? Because something is bent in my relationship. Are y'all catching me? Which means unbelief is still lurking where I'm still saying I have faith, which means it's beyond faith now. So you're believing God, but you also believing doubt. I don't know about y'all, but that was an answer to me. I'm like, oh, Lord, let me check everywhere I've been doubting. Because it might have not been about building my faith. It might have been about canceling my doubts. Come on, somebody say, I need to cancel these doubts. I, 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 maybe I need to just cancel my doubt. It don't mean I, I believe God. I believe you believe God. You, you genuinely want to do right and want to progress. But it wasn't your faith, it was your doubts. 
This is why he said it's possible to be a double minded. You have two minds. You have a faith mind and you have a doubt mind. But you keep putting them together and a double minded man is unstable because you're, you're, you're faithless and you're doubtless. So it might have not been that you didn't pray enough. It might have been just your doubt was too high. It might have been your considerations. The Bible says Abraham did not consider his body. He did not consider anything else. What are you considering? You watch the news, now you got another consideration. So you believe God and the news. How are you going to do that? You got another diagnosis at the doctor, now you're going to believe the doctor and the news. Come on, ain't nothing wrong. Come on, I want you to understand, is God your priority? Is God your divine strength? Is he all? Is he first? So sometimes it's not that my faith is small because I don't need a lot of faith, but I just need to make sure my the doubt is broken out of me. Are y'all catching me? Which means you got to protect yourself and watch yourself of what's coming in. And I'm going to help you understand how to do that. Can you say amen? So the, the, the issue that we're having, now I'm going to get to why I came to preach this morning. I haven't got there yet. We were laying foundation. So the issue is, God is wanting us to learn to overcome. But the problem is, every lack of overcoming is actually giving preeminence to the adversary. And we have to realize, why is the adversary having, having so much preeminence in my life? And why am I giving it to him? Come on, how many of y'all ever ask yourself, why do I keep being disobedient? And I found out why, because, see, the problem with believers is, and this is what Jesus was trying to teach his disciples. Every time Jesus did something powerfully, he tried to show them the pattern of how to come out in power. But the problem is they wasn't getting it. Every time they tried to do something, they did it wrong. He said, you faithless generation. Didn't you just see me go in prayer? Didn't you just see the, the recipe of power? But you keep trying to work it out of your own being. You're trying to work it out of your words. You're trying to work it out of the, word, the, 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 the scriptures. You're trying to work it out what I said, but there are certain levels you're not going to get from what I said. You're going to have to do it yourself. Are y'all catching me? So you have to realize there are things that you will never overcome until you understand the recipe of power and authority. Now we started with saying, take heed and least you what? Fall. I want you to go to Luke 18, and we're going we're gonna to drive this down. Luke 18, 9 through 14. Luke 18, 9 through 14. Are y'all ready? How many of y'all learning something? Glory to God. Now watch this. Also, he spoke in the parable of some who trusted in themselves. They what? Hmm. They trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. I'm sorry, Nanzo. I'm moving too much, brother. I got you working that finger back there. Two men <laughs> went up to the temple to pray. One of the Pharisees and the other a tax collector. The Pharisees stood in prayer thus with himself. 
God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. How many of y'all ever prayed that one? Uh-oh, I, I better be careful. I don't want no stone thrown up here. God, I thank you that I ain't like them other ones. Oh, they, mm, mm, mm. They got a real sin problem. Oh, they disobey. Mm, pastor, you, you're getting, pastor, I know them. Mm, you know them. He said, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extorters, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. Watch this. I even fast. Uh-oh, see, I got to read this one slow. I'm, I, I want this one to, to sink in. I even fast, watch this, twice a week. Man, he's doing, he doing some presbytery stuff. Boy, he done tapped in some presbytery disciplines. I fast twice a week. All right, brother, you, you nice. All right. You got it going on, brother. How many I say that brother got it going on? He's twice a week, man. That's, I don't know about that. I try to do five, one, just breakfast, huh? I give tithes of all that I possess, and the tax collector standing far off will not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to the house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be, for everyone who exalts himself will be humble and he who humbles himself will be the problem with us with God is we're still exalting ourselves it's in our language it's in our movement it's in all that we do it's in what we say how you talk about people it's proven oh yeah because we are still looking at what people are doing and in our minds we still have a calculator of how bad they are and how good I am because I'm not like them rather than my obedience towards God. Which means you're still judging yourself in accordance to their sin, not his righteousness. That's why it's easy to locate somebody else's sin rather than your disobedience. Because they might still be in sin because of your disobedience. But it's easy to talk about it because in your mind it's justified that I'm not like that and I actually pray and I actually fast and I actually do the right things. But they... And God is looking at how and why are you looking at it that way? Which means you still have the wrong lens on. And with the wrong lens on it's still going to prove you wrong because every time you get in the argument, you keep going back to what I told you not to go back to. Every time you get tempted, you go back into the temptation. So it's proving that you, you don't have what you think you have. But they still wrong. God is trying to deal with a church that's needed. Because he's trying to save a world that has needs, but he can't save a world that has needs because his church is still needy. Which means we don't have the principles that govern freedom yet because we're still needy in the responses of others. So we can shout and dance, but you're still not overcoming to the point of bloodshed. Will you shut your mouth and let them do what they're going to do? 
and said, Lord, thank you that I'm not like this man right here. He's praying. Somebody say he's praying. Isn't prayer good? Oh, no, but see, ain't prayer good? But God denied his prayer. Ain't prayer good? See, we justify every prayer. There's, there is no fruit, but we justify every prayer. Jesus, I don't know. I don't know who he thinks. This man coming out more righteous than that. Are y'all catching me? Which means if you're coming out in, out in prayer and you're not seeing the manifestation of what he said, something is wrong. Somebody say something is wrong. Something is wrong. You will never come out of prayer. And it should listen, your prayer should prove you. When you come out of prayer, listen, life should be proven from that on, on, on the going. The danger of the church today, can I, can I tell you one of the biggest dangers today? We're saying we're praying nothing is happening, happening. And when you do that, you're actually saying there is no possible way to get God to respond. Because if you're telling people that there's nothing that's happening out of prayer, that means what else, how we can we get to God? This is why God does not like an unjust weight, even on yourself. Stop weighing yourself thinking you're more spiritual. Listen, this is not, we're not beating people up this one. That's not what I'm doing. But be careful of your justification of what you think you are and you're not. Because if you're really in prayer, something should happen. Something is activated. Something is fixed. It's something will fall off by default. You can never be in the presence of God and you tell me nothing is falling off. You cannot be in the presence of God and you tell him you're not empowered. You cannot be in the presence of God and you tell him you don't have wisdom. You cannot pray and tell me you still got the same, same mind frame. You're not praying right and we're going to help you. So the first principle of the church, we got to teach you to pray. Because you haven't learned to pray right. Because if you prayed right, you should see the results. The problem we haven't learned is you actually pray in accordance to your knowledge of God. That's the problem. You can't pray beyond your knowledge of God. Because your prayer is actually thanksgiving towards him. But how can you thank him for what you don't know he's worthy? You won't thank him beyond your word. You, you seeing him worthy. You actually don't give him the cares of your life until you see he's worthy to give them. That's why we keep them. He said, cast your cares upon him for he what? cares for you. But we don't cast it. Why? We got to see that he's worthy to take my cares. Are y'all catching me? So the adversary, watch this, knows, watch this, that if he can kill your prayer life, We came this whole hour. I'm just, just right here. Y'all ready? Got 13 minutes. This was the whole message. He knows if I can take out their prayer life, if I can keep them on this prayer diet five minutes before they go to work, if I can make their prayer obligationary, I'll make their life obligationary. Because until they get into the cage, Superman, I know they don't know how to get the cake to overcome. You thought he was at your house. No, he could listen to me. He don't mind giving you the house as long as you don't pray. <laughs> oh, you thought he was after your call. He don't mind giving you the call as long as you don't pray. 
Oh, yeah, he don't mind you doing things as long as you don't pray because he knows once you pray and get your mind together, you won't violate your faith now. Because your conscience come into alignment now. Faith and a good conscience. Whoo, that's power. Somebody say faith and a good conscience. Which means you're going to stop praying and just thinking in your mind, well, they probably can't do it because they did it. That's double-mindedness. I know God going to bless me, but in the back of your mind, say, well, you know, I've been a bad boy, bad girl. It's a violated conscience. A violated conscience is proven from a lack of prayer. Your conscience is violated when there's lack of, which means it wasn't about your faith now. You have faith, but you have doubt. But you cannot break off the doubt until you come into prayer. Because prayer aligns your conscience with what you are saying and believing. But if you're not praying, you're feeling the effects of your soul being activated, but you're trying to declare your way out where there's not real intimacy. The adversary is after your prayer. He don't care anything else. He knows you, when you don't pray, you're not overcoming. I'll tell you. This is why we can never build a healthy church if we don't have a team that prays. If we got to be provoked to pray, we're not going to. You can't make it. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and powers in unseen realms. If you don't pray, they know your realm. In fact, they know how to micromanage you. In your realm. That's why you keep arguing the same argument every week, and you don't, you're still not noticing it's the same argument. That's why you keep being distracted with the same thing, and you don't even know it's the same thing. It's micromanaging you where you like prayer. Because when you like prayer, watch this, your conscience is defiled. And where your conscience is defiled, your conscience is everywhere. Somebody say conscience. conscience. Now you got a conscious mind, you got a subconscious mind. Now you drive home in your subconscious mind because you, you, you're talking on the phone. You're in your conscious mind talking. And then you think of your subconscious, you don't even know how you got home. Your sub is established. How did I get home? Which way did I take? You don't even know. Did I see the McDonald's? Did I see the ticket? Popeyes right there? Your conscious mind was on the phone, but your sub, watch this. Look how deep your sub is. It even do the foot stuff. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You wait. Look at this. You know how to do all of that. That's how powerful your subconscious mind can be. That's your default. But in the same way you can default in driving, watch this. You can also default in your past. You can also default in problems, in issues, in situations. Why? You're used to it. It's in your sub. And until you learn how to go through with God to break the sub and come into consciousness that the sub is trying to bring me to where I'm not supposed to be in the conscience. Which means until I learn all the conscience of the spirit, I'm always living in default of the sub. That's so why I'm not seeing what I'm supposed to do. God lives in conscience. Faith is now. Somebody say the now. the now. 
God don't live in the old. He live in the now. Which means for me to activate the faith, my conscience has to be conscious that he's now. This is why prayer is so important. You know why? Because when you wake up, your sub want to be activated. But I won't move until my sub get out the way. I don't move until my sub get out the way. Lord, I thank you. I don't move until my sub get out the way. Why? Because when I come out of prayer, I have my cape on, my conscience is going. The spirit, the spirit conscience is going. But the church, God is saying, I need them to wake up because they think they can do my stuff without me. They talk about it. They shout about it. They do all these things, but they don't know that long as they don't pray like I told them. In fact, I told them that my house is not a marketplace. It's a house of prayer. But we made it a thing of thieves. We made it an entertainment center. We made it where everybody stand around and see who's the next indulge. See, you got to have awareness of the presence of God. I don't know about you. If I go somewhere, the presence is, look, I don't care what you're doing. I'm, I'm going in. Don't let, don't, I'm not going to miss my moment. You know why I don't miss the moment? Because I know it comes after the moment. I know it's at the end of my thing. The problem is you still have a way of escape. Are y'all catching me? So I want you to understand. Jesus already told you. We read. He said, listen. I've given you all things pertaining to life and godliness. If he's given us all things, why not try him? Why keep going through the same cycle? Why not try him and his way? See, the problem with us is we're not realizing your prayer life is not for heaven only. Can I help us out? Maybe I never said this. This might be the problem. Your prayer life is not for heaven only. Your prayer life is for overcoming. Uh, can I prove it? Y'all ready? Uh, hallelujah. Let's go to the scriptures. I want you to go to Matthew 24 and 41 real quickly. I got five minutes. Matthew what? Matthew 26, 41. Now, I told you there are two types of there are two types of leading. There's the leading and testing. OK, the Bible says Jesus was led into temptation. He was led. Jesus tests through the leading. you. He'll lead you in just here and tempting you. But there's another one that, that we have to understand that Jesus told his disciples. Y'all ready? Matthew 26, 41. Watch this. Watch and read this with me. Y'all ready, church? Come on. Ready? One, two, three. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh. Watch and. Which means when you don't pray, by default, you're going to enter in. You know why temptation is so strong in you? Because you're not praying. Now, it's one conversation to say, okay, I need to learn why I need to pray. But it's another thing that keep justifying and thinking that we are something that we need only prayer produces. 
Are y'all catching what I'm saying? I'm trying to highlight to you, it's dangerous to think you have something when you didn't produce what, what should give you the confidence to say that you have it. It's actually calling something that it's not. Are y'all catching me? Which means you're still letting the arm of the flesh be the stronghold in what you're saying. That's why we shouldn't, now listen, that's why we got to be careful with justification and talking about and what we think we see. No, 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 no. You don't understand. If you had the power and the sight that God gave you, you wouldn't see it like that. So some conversations you think you're mature and you're actually the baby in. Because of the sight that you're seeing it from. That's God's baby. That's God's soul. Of course they're going to do that. You know why? Because a mature person, I know where you're not submitted, you'll never be. You know why? Because I know where I'm not submitted, I will never. Oh, so it's you first. So if you can't check where you're submitted to where you're supposed to walk, how in the world are you justifying where they walk? So you're actually justifying your flesh. I fast three times a week. I'm not like them. So is God giving you a check mark? Or is he looking at you saying, are you going to submit? Or are you keep responding in your flesh every time you get tempted? Oh, you're just not at the moment right now. But are you going to submit to me in the point of pressure? What are you going to do in pressure? Could it be your pressure is preparing you for your victory? Somebody say, my pressure. It's preparing me for my victory. The pressure is not to kill you. See, I'm helping you learn how to resist to the point of bloodshed. I'm helping you learn how to handle pressure. Do you know that we're actually here equipping you for pressure? We can shout all we want, but if I can't help you understand how to overcome, it's, it's to no effect. Are y'all catching me? If you can't go home and handle some pressure, that was so good that you shouted, but that shout should have provoked you to long when I get home. Come on, let my shout be, I'm going to step on the devil's head when I get home. I ain't mad at you shouting, but get something out of your shout. I'm not mad at you screaming, but get something out of your scream. I'm tired of Christians not getting something out of their activity. You do a lot of activity, but nothing is happening. And God is saying, when are you going to get something out of it? I'd rather not do activity and not getting in, anything out of it. You know, I pray all the time. Are you moving? I do this all the time. That's so good. But are you overcoming? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm deep, I, you know, and, and, and I'm minister so-and-so. That's so good. But uh, can you communicate effectively? You are looking at the wrong thing. You're justifying your justification and what you think you are. But the reality of it is, is the response that is giving in life. Jesus said, it's easy to see if they got it. Check their fruit. You want to see if they really got something? Watch it. Check their fruit. Check them. Check them and see if, if, if it's proven. Tell somebody, I got to learn to be proven. I, I, yeah, you can hide behind the mask as long as you want, but until you're ready to be proven. Somebody said, let's get it together. Let's get it 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Can y'all handle one more? Uh, so God's word. God is trying to get us to understand his word. How many of you know that God understands that life is not easy? Now watch this. That's why he came down. He was like, oh, I shouldn't have been killing people. <laughs> Let me die for y'all because y'all can't handle it by yourself in this flesh. He was like, oh, I know how it is now. I don't I done, I done cry blood and everything. I get it. All right. Let me die. Let me send my son to die for y'all because y'all ain't going to. Y'all not going to fulfill this in your flesh. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, for that. Which means I don't have to worry about, I don't have to lean in my flesh. My flesh is not me. Say that with me. My flesh is not me. Which means stop justifying your flesh. Well, you know, I just can't, I can't get it right. No, the problem is you can, but your flesh can't. Come on, that's freeing to me. I can get it right, but my flesh can't until I submit it, till I crucify it, till I tell it to stop. You got to crucify it. You can't train it to do right. And if the church was, uh oh, see, y'all going to let, let Joshua come out just for a second. If the church was wise enough, you should be making millions off of, the council is making millions off of training people in their flesh that they'll never overcome. Millions. Millions. They help them focus on it, plan it, do it, all this stuff. I, you can do that with your eyes closed. But Christians laying back and broken because you're not activating the answer. Jesus said, crucify the flesh. Which means you can't bring it with you. You can't train it. You can't work it out. You got to tell it to die. You got to tell it to be quiet. You got to tell it to shut up. You got to, watch this, you got to starve it. Oh, you oh, 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 you don't want to give me up my prayer? I'm going to starve you until I pray. You got to learn how to talk to yourself. Oh, I don't want to feel like it today. All right. I'm going to show myself that I will submit. You cannot win outside of your commune with God. You can talk all you want. It's what you do with him will show what you're going to do out there. Somebody said, crucify the flesh. Crucify. Come on, say, you got to crucify the flesh. If you don't crucify it, you're not, watch this, you're not going to win. If you don't learn to crucify on a certain level, you're not going to win. Well, Pastor, I don't think fasting and all that, it matters. Okay, you keep talking about that, but I'll tell you this, you'll never overcome. You overcome this. But that right there, mm -mm. this kind right here come about prayer and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're, watch this, you're going to have to tell the flesh to shut up so much. Because some demons are intelligent. Y'all ready? Some of them intelligent. They know what you really handle and can't. That's why they talk back to people in the Bible. They say, who are you? I'm looking at you. I can tell. You ain't got what you Paul, I know. Peter, I know. But. Actually, before you go, I ain't even going to let you walk out the door. We're going to wear you out in your mind. What, how y'all think they got wore out? In their mind. Which means the adversary will wear you out in your mind. Why? Because you can't crucify where you're still in control. Which means you're not taking the way of escape. But you have an escape. Are oh, y'all catching me? 
So you 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 got to realize some things. I'm gonna give you this this last PowerPoint. Come on, ain't twelve yet. Don't 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 scream at me. Don't give me your hungry eyes. Are we coming? Glory to God. How many are learning something? Glory to God. Now watch this. Allah said to the Most High. Go to uh, Ephesians 3, 8 real quick. Ephesians 3, 8 through 12. I'm going to read this fast so we can roll. To me, who am less than the least of the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see the, the fellowship of the mystery. The fellowship of the what? which means God's word is a mystery. You won't get it. You can't find it. He said it's the unsearchable, which means no matter what you do in your flesh, you will never grow in God until you can learn how to get the mystery. I'm going to say that again. It doesn't matter. I don't care how many classes you take. You will never get the wisdom that you need for you and your life from your divine for why you're here unless you come into the mystery. Are y'all catching me? The fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the age has been hidden, is what? In God, who created all things through Christ Jesus, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be known by the church. It might be known by the what? To the principalities. Oh, all right. And powers in heavenly places, which means you're supposed to be teaching some devil some stuff. Oh, glory. Which means you're supposed to be showing them what it is that who you are. The manifold wisdom will prove to them, hey, who are you messing with? I hold this realm. Tell somebody I'm holding this realm. Tell somebody I'm holding my house. You, hey, come on, that's for me and my house. I'm gonna say I'm holding this realm. I'm holding my marriage. I'm holding my children. I'm holding this realm. Don't lie. Are y'all catching me? According to the internal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus. Somebody say he accomplished it. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Which means boldness will and confidence. Somebody say boldness and confidence will come when you come into divine faith and your conscience is clear. Faith is not weak. Faith is bold. But we don't know that because we don't pray. We have to be forced to pray. The adversary understands that the level you give prayer is the level that he can attack. Because he knows where you're not in commune with God. Temptation is always the option. And if you keep taking the temptation, you're not going to see the wisdom of what you really were supposed to do. Are y'all catching me? The only two, you're either being tested or you're being tempted. One come by way of the flesh, the other come by way of the spirit. There is no middle ground. And none of them God is provoking unless it's to get you beyond where you are. How many of you know you're in God's hands? 
He said, a good man's steps are ordered. So if I'm in God's hands, how in the world you think he's going to let you let the devil take you out? Glory to God. Which means you have to have the ability to know what God has done. And in the wisdom, in Christ, all things. But you are not aware of all things when you're not in prayer. Tell somebody, pray always. In the spirit. Which means when you come out of the spirit in carnality, you're against God. The carnal mind is enmity against. Which means when we're in the carnal mind, we might be doing things against God. But see, we like to justify good things. Well, I did a good thing today. Who did give me the check mark? Are y'all catching me? God is not qualifying good things for God things. There are God things and there are good things. I remember I was driving this guy. He was in another religion years ago. I think I was doing Uber or something. And I had a prophetic call. You come in. I was practicing my prophetic. <laughs> One time I had a witch. He was doing some stuff in my back seat. He's talking about we relate. I thought, boy, I started praying on him. He said, all right, let me come out the call. Yeah, you about to come into some real, brother. I know who I am. Glory to God. All right. So, so, so. The guy, he was telling me how aligned he was with God. Okay. But he was doing some things with a, a, a girlfriend or something. And he was doing some things. And I asked him, I said, you know, if you're not really serious with her, even though you think it's good to be with her, you don't think it's hurting her that you're not serious? See, sometimes what you might perceive as good might be defiled. But it's good according to your flesh. It's not good according to the spirit because the spirit knows all things. So it's good according to your flesh because it makes you feel good. But it's not aligned with the spirit, which means the end of it is death. The end of it is. So we have to realize this, and I'm going to close. God has ordained us to overcome already. But you cannot do that without staying in the manifold presence and awareness that you have overcome. And the only way you can do that is if you come into prayer and give God you, he say those who humble themselves, he's going to lift you up. But those who's still telling God, I'm good. It's not me, God, that's the problem. It's them. So let me pray for them. No. How about you pray for you first? Because maybe God's not accepting your prayer because you're still in pride. You're still in subconscious. Even if I'm right, I'm still praying for me. Because in my right, I still don't want pride to come up. See, see, you trust in the arm of the flesh too much. See, you still, see, this is why we can, watch it, we go in conversation with our prayer. We still think our flesh can get it. This is why we try to do ministry outside of the disciplines that govern access in realm. Why? We still, we think our flesh can get it. You cannot go beyond, watch this, your prayer life. And some of us are trying to be ministers with five, $5 prayer lives. 
the adversary will wear you out, even though he lost already. Isn't that something? What did I say? He'll wear you out, even though he what? So he's already lost, but he can, he, watch this, he can win because our flesh is weak. Which means until you learn the principles that govern the love of God and the care of God, you got to understand you will not go beyond your prayer. It doesn't matter. Your overcoming is in your prayer. When you're dealing with something, pray and don't leave until you come out with something. Don't tell me it's not finished. Don't tell me it's the same way. And you told me you prayed. No, you didn't pray. Muslims pray. Hindus pray. Atheists, I think, pray too. They don't say it. They, they give secret ones. Is all prayer the same? Are y'all catching me? So you got to know the prayer that activates. Which means if your prayer is not empowering, watch this. You have to check your heart position. Which means the length of time is depending on your Until you get this right, you can't get this right, and you can't get that right. I'm going to give you a scripture because one of the things is we have to realize that we got to break. For, for us to really get where we need to go, this is the last thing. You got to break where you're subliminally in a subconscious default. What did I say? Subliminal, subconscious, default. Why, is, why are you in a subliminal, subconscious, default? Because every time God is trying to get something to you, you keep telling God what you have or what you are already. Or God use a man of God or somebody to help you get to where you need to go. You justify in your subliminal. It's subliminal because you don't realize it just came to your mind. And it's in your subconscious default. I want you to go to Psalms 91 for me real quickly. Somebody say the love of God. We don't serve God where we don't know his love. Y'all ready to close? The Bible says it's the love of God that leads us to what? Repentance. I know even a, a lot of new people probably hear me, hear me right now. They're like, man, this is hard. It ain't hard when you're in a relationship. Because the first step with God is knowing he's love. Are y'all catching me? Everything we talk about today is really for your good, not your hurt, harm. Somebody says for my good, not my harm. God is a good parent. He, he don't want to give me more than I can bear. And he, he, he you know, he try to walk me to get to what, to be an heir. He don't want to give me more than I can bear, but he wants me to be in the air. Because all things is for us and with us. Somebody say, all things are mine. Come on, glory to God. All things are mine. Stop picking and choosing. No, all things are mine. These are my keys. Take back your seat. So I want you to realize God is a good God. And the greater... Uh, uh, understanding of who God is. Watch this. You got to know he's love because you want and trust him through the problem. 
God likes to prove himself. Why? He know you won't choose him once you come to the mountain. This is why it's called the good news. Somebody say good news. Why is it good news? It's good news because you don't have to pay for it. Somebody say it's free shrimp. It's free boldness. Which means I ain't got to pay for it. But how many of you been at the register and somebody tried to pay for your stuff? You say, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. See, see, we've learned to reject free. Because we got our own money. When Big Daddy at the register, like, I'm going to pay for you. I got a big check. Y'all like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm still in control. Are y'all catching me? God's love is everlasting. It's the love of God that leads you to repentance, which means you don't repent right until you know his love. Which means when you wake up, stop trying to prove God and learn his love. You wake up like this, Lord, I thank you for approving me. God showed his love in this, yet you was a sinner, which means he didn't care about your sinnerism. He knew you're going to stay a sinner until you come to him, which means you got to bring your crazy. Y'all, 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 all right. You got to bring your crazy own self on into God. Bring your dyslexic oh, mentality. Bring it on into him. When you bring yourself into him, he'll fix it. Somebody say, bring it to him. You can't fix it. Your addiction, bring it to him. Well, I got two personalities. You need one. Bring it to him. Come on, how many of y'all been dealing with that two personality thing? I, I get angry here, and I'm the, some of y'all rocking here. No, he still, he still got it, Pastor. He, she still got it, Pastor. Mm -hmm. You, you got to bring it to him, no matter what it is. Somebody say, bring it to him. And when you bring it to him, give it to him. And don't leave until you come out with something. Are y'all catching me? What did I tell you to go? I'm going to give you this one thing real quick. The reason why God needs you to bring it to him, this is why. And I said this, you got to pass the test. So even though you brought it to him, watch this, he has to retrain you to trust him in that. So what God does is when you bring it to him, he downloads grace and love to you. Watch this. And when he does that, as you're going through, you need the anesthesia of love to hold you through the surgery. Y'all see how this is working? Come on, if you catch this, you can overcome. Yeah. Masters and powerful people understand anesthesia for the surgery. Somebody say anesthesia. Now, there are three types of anesthesia, but I'm going to go through that. You need God's love to hold you together so you don't jump back when he's trying to do surgery. That's why the love of God will hold you. I need the love of God to hold me. Let the love of God hold you through the process when you're tested. That's the anesthesia for him to cut when it needs to come off. Watch this. Outside of anesthesia in prayer, if you're not soaked in prayer, in, watch this. When you start to cut, You're not going to allow him, watch this, to perfect you. And you're catching me. Stand to your feet if you can. You can put it on something else. I'm going to read this and I want to show you, show you something. 
I believe God is training believers to learn to soak in prayer the right way. What did I say? Soak in prayer the what? Which means you can be praying, but there's a right way. Because I, I, I don't believe in prayer that has no response. And we've mastered to see that. And now we don't even believe in our prayers anymore. Which means doubt. Watch this. What did I say? It's not just about your faith, but if you bring in doubt with it, how can it really manifest? I believe God is wanting us to learn to pray wholeheartedly. We're going to see the manifestation of what he called you to be and become. You cannot overcome outside of your prayer. I want you to see this in Psalms 91. How many of y'all read Psalms 91 before? Now watch this. Psalms 91, verse 1. He who dwells in the... Y'all ready? Y'all show. Now see, you're about to try to read out of your subconscious. I'm going to show you something in your conscience. He who dwells in the what? Of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the so number one if i'm abiding watch this if i made him my escape i found the secret place somebody says a secret oh yeah it's a secret place why is it a secret place because those who know and want him only come here What's the secret? The secret is what comes out of it. <laughs> they're supposed to be for believers, but they're not in the secret place. So some of the things that come out of us, God is saying, didn't I already tell you? He who dwells, somebody say dwell. I didn't say visit. I say he who dwells. Well, Pastor Keith, you got something a little easier than that? No, I said dwell. If you can learn to dwell with God. Let's continue. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence, which means if I'm in the dwelling place, there should be no pestilence. I'm delivered from what? Pestilence. So I shouldn't, I, watch this, that shouldn't be one of my battles. You know why? He's my dwelling. Y'all catching me? Verse 4, he shall cover me with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your butler, and you shall not be afraid by terror by night. How many of you are tired of terrors? If you find a dwelling place, watch this, you, you don't have to be afraid anymore. Are you catching me? I'm giving you the solution to the problem. It's called dwell. But sometimes we got to start. And if you can start and learn the goodness of God, you don't want to leave here in his presence. I wish I don't have to leave the room. I'll just stay in prayer. Are y'all catching me? Let me give you a little more here. 
Verse 6, nor the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor the destruction that lays in noonday. A thousand may fall at your 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with his eye, only with your eyes, you shall see the reward of the wicked. But you have made the Lord, who is your refuge, even your most high, your dwelling place. I'm going to stop with this one. No evil shall be for you, nor shall no any plague come near your dwelling, which means no plague going to come to you. Why? Where is your confession? Your confession will only be there if you made him your dwelling place. So maturity says that that's not my problem because I made him my dwelling. I'm going to stop right there. You can read Psalms 91, all of it. God is looking for overcomers. How many are ready to be an overcomer? In order for you to be an overcomer, we got to break the yoke of your prayer lackey. We got to break the yoke that's destroying your prayer life. God doesn't care of you doing activity outside of prayer. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because the reality of your Activity will be proven by how your prayer was. But we've made this opposite and we got to fix it. Church, if we're going to save a world, you need prayer. But you need the right prayer. God doesn't care about your words. Where are your words coming from? Don't pray for other people if you don't pray for yourself. Stop it today. Stop. Stop. Just stop. Don't pray for nobody else if you can't pray for yourself. And be honest with God about yourself. About what you did wrong. About what you're not doing. Y'all all right? I know. Come on, don't, don't stone me. About what who you are. See, until you start there, you don't have enough grace and gift to give to them. The reason why they're not in agreement is because of where you're not positioned. Can you be an example of God? Somebody say prayer. Some of us used to pray a lot, but we stopped somewhere and we thought we can continue to go on. You're not going on because God is trying to refix you in him. He's trying to situate you back into prayer. Cook yourself into prayer. Put your children in another room and put yourself in prayer. And if you feel like you can't pray by yourself, this is where you get help. Call me. Let's go. It's, listen to me. We don't have time to make it a show. You've got a life to live. You've got things to overcome. You don't, come on. you got people. We don't got time. Well, you know, you, no, no, no. We don't have time for that. This is a real battle. If you can't pray, get some brothers and sisters. Call pastor. Say, hey, I don't know. I can't pray past five minutes. I can't pay, but something is wrong. It is something wrong if you can't pay past that. You need to pray. You pray until you don't want to leave. You say, why? Because you're not going to overcome. There's no principle. You're going to have to rely on somebody else's grace to get you through until you learn how to pray. I'm going to say that again. You're going to have to rely always on somebody else's grace to get you through until you learn how to pray.
But I declare you're going to get your prayer life back today. I said, I declare you're going to get your prayer life back today. I'm going to pray for you. Let, let me tell you something. You, you know the problem with prayer too? You're not positioned for your promise. Oh, that'll wake us up. You know what's wrong with the promise? It's your prayer. You're not holding faith long enough to enter into it. So that's why we have options that we don't know of because our flesh is still giving us options. But when you're cooked in prayer, you're defined. Somebody say, I want to be defined. But you didn't see the adversary that came in and been tearing you up every time you try to pray. But I declare today that you're going to come back into divine alignment in prayer. I declare today that you're going to learn. Come on. You're going to come into divine purpose again. You're going to come into divine vision again. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you right now. We're losing the battle because we're losing the intimacy battle. It's not the battle that you think we're losing. We're not losing. Listen, you, you keep looking at the flesh. That's not the battle we're losing. We're losing the first step to it. It's called intimacy in God. He just told you, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow, which means God will fight my battles when I can stay in his presence. Where did we go as a body? We went into our own flesh, justification. And God is saying, I need your prayer life again. Prayer is power. And I'm going to pray right now that whatever been holding your prayer life consistently, that it's broken today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every hurt, every pain, every misuse, every abuse, every past thing in their life, we declare it broken right now. Repeat after me, Father God. Today, I declare and decree that your word is established in me. Today, I forgive. I let go of everything that's not like you right now i agree to come in alignment with you in prayer in my destiny in my future in my family i will go forward in jesus name let me finish this really quickly father in the name of jesus whatever has been holding them. Come on, lift your hands. We're going to break it right now. We command it to break right now. We command it to be broken right now. Some of you, you've been trying to pray and something is seemingly causing you not to. And we command that to be broken right now. Some of you have been trying to fast, but your flesh is too strong. We command it to be broken right now. Some of you are trying to, you, you want to. It's not that you don't want to, but there's something behind the scenes that's keeping you from accessing what God has for you. And we command it to be broken right now. Right now. You're all we want, God. You're all that we need. You're all that we hope for. 
with every eye closed, with every hand lifted. I know we're out of time. We're going to move fast. If you say to me this morning, Pastor, I hear what you're saying with my prayer letter. That's me. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you with every hand lifted, every eye closed. I want you to come down. I want to pray with you. If you say, listen to me, God, I want to grow. And I feel like God is calling me closer. He's calling me deeper. But something in my prayer life is holding me. Something in my fasting life. I want to get back to that place with God. Where, where my relationship is so strong that I'm not talking like a victim. I'm not talking like somebody's broken. I'm talking like the victor. I'm talking like God has made me. I want you to run down right now. Come on, quickly. Don't wait, don't wait, don't wait. Come down quickly. Come on, come on. God, God is going to do something with you. God is wanting to do something with you. You're, you will not be held back. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You come on. You are not gonna get through. You gotta pray. The devil will not keep me stuck and stagnant. And listen, I, sometimes you're not gonna feel like praying. You're gonna have to drag yourself to the room. But I know until I do it, I'm not gonna come out in power. I know until I do this. I need his strength. I need his comfort. Find a song for me, Jimmy, if you don't mind. I need his strength. Come on. God is re-equipping your prayer life. Come on. He's re-equipping your mantle. He's re-equipping your ministry. Come on, you've allowed, come on, adversary's been after you, trying to tell you it's not needed, but it's been a lie from hell. God is saying, I'm going to cook you in my presence. I want to cook you in my strength. I'm going to cook you in my prophecy. I want to cook you in who I've called you to be. Come on, come on. Turn it down just a little bit for me. Come on. It's your time. It's your time. Whatever been holding you back. Whatever's been holding you back. Come on. We break the yoke of stagnance. We break the yoke of slumber. We break the yoke of weight. We break the yoke right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, come on, pray. Pray. You've been sleeping long enough, and it's time to be broken off of you. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that a greater grace come under on everyone up here right now and I pray right now agree with me that every adversary that has been hindering you right now that it is broken it's broken right now it's broken right now it's broken we bind every adversary every mental assassin that tells you it's not worth it you don't have to. We command it to be broken right now. Father, we agree. We thank you for the breaker anointing. Come on, lift your hands really quickly.
Thank you, Jesus. We command it broken. We command it broken, Jesus. We command it broken, God. We command it broken, God. We command it broken right now. We command it broken right now. Hey, Shataya. Hey, God. We can break the yoke of stagnation. We break the yoke of prayerlessness. We break the yoke of justification. We break the yoke, God. Hey, Mandalabai. We break the yoke, God. Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Strength, God. Strength, Jesus. Strength. Come on, turn it up. Pray. Pray. Wake up, old sleeper. Arise. 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 <laughs> arise. It's time to arise. It's time to arise. It's time to arise. It's time to arise. Father, we declare strength. We declare might this morning. We declare power. Come on, pray, 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 pray. That demon has to come on. We just come on. We dismantle every demonic force. We dismantle. Come on, over our homes, over our marriages. Come on, every just we dismantle it right now. Every voice that's been allocated to me, we close its mouth right now. How y'all Torah side? All I want is you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, de la brosa, tayan de la maya. Now, if you're up here, I want you to open up your mouth. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray. Push past your comfort zone. God is going to train you to push past your comfort zone. Climb de la masotaya. What's at stake? My promise. What's at stake? My marriage. What's at stake? My children. What's at stake? My purpose. What's at stake? Climb it on my soul. Oh, yeah. Hey, God. Yeah, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Turn it down for me just for a second. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Everyone that's up here for what you call to, you're going to have to learn to pray. You're going to learn to tell your flesh, I don't care how you say. Come on. I don't care about how you feel anymore. I got to get to God. I don't care how I feel. I got to get to God. And if I don't touch God like the woman of the issue of blood, 
I got an issue. Until you got an issue, you will never touch God. Until you, come on, I got an issue that I need the hand of God to touch. I got an issue that I need that God can heal. Oh, yeah. Pray my soul. Be enthroned, God. We thank you. We thank you. We praise 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 you. Now I want everybody to lift your hands in the in the sanctuary. We break the spirit of prayerlessness in this house right now. Come on, pray. We break the spirit of prayer. Come on. How are we going to win? Is we going to pray? How are we going to win? We got to pray. I'm not talking about this patty cake prayer. How are we going to win? Come on, we're going to cry out. We're going to fall out. We got to do what we got to do until we see the results. You do not stop until you see the results. You pray and pray and pray until you see the result. Hey, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Freedom, liberty. In the mighty name. Come on, last minute, pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hit the music for me. So, Father, we thank you that we are liberated, that our desire is hungry for nothing else but you. As Paul said, all that we may know you in the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. We will crucify this flesh so be, we can be awakened by your spirit. We declare an awakening this, tonight, this morning. I say we declare an awakening this morning. We declare an awakening this morning. When you wake up, your family will wake up. When you wake up, your marriage will wake up. When you wake up, your children will wake up. When you wake up, your come on, your opportunities will wake up. You, God is waiting on you to wake up. But you don't wake up until you get down enough to allow him to wake you up. It's by your grace. And we thank you right now. We believe it. We receive it. We declare it's done. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap right now. Come on. Come on. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Our assignment this week is to 
find a place to pray. And don't leave, watch this, until you got something. If you're not getting anything, call me. We'll walk it through. Can you say amen? God used, and he was teaching his disciples that when you can do this, the outcome will always be this. And the biggest trick of the enemy is not what you think. It's to stop you from this thing. Because he knows this thing will stop him from doing what he wants to do. You must pray. Because without prayer, you don't have the ability to crucify your flesh. Which means the flesh has to be crucified to, on every level. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You know, some of you, you're going to change your company. You're going to have to learn how to walk alone. Just to, You're not alone, but you, it's going to seem like you're alone. Because sometimes the adversary knows your influences to keep you off balance. It's not that people mean to do anything. But anybody governed by the flesh will try to keep you in the flesh. I'm going to say that again. Anybody governed by the flesh will try to keep you in the flesh by default. They're not trying to. They will. Because they're living in that nature. Are y'all catching me? Which means if you're going to grow, you got to stay in a soil that's spiritual. That you can keep each other lifted by the spirit. Are y'all catching me? And when we're coming short, we say, no, brother, let's keep walking. Uh -uh. Let's not take shortcuts. Let's, let's hold it together. Are y'all catching me? I'm believing God for your life that you are not going to be the same after today. Can you say amen? amen. You will go forward. You will rise. Somebody say, I will, I will rise. And this day forward, you will go forward. Why? Because you're learning the principles that govern forward. Give God a hand clap if you can. Hallelujah. How many of you were blessed this morning? How many of you know the solution to the problem? Glory to God. Let's pray. And we're going to see God do a miraculous things in our life. Amen? Amen. Give God one more hand clap. Come on. Like you mean it. Glory to God. At this time, we're going to prepare to receive our tithes and offering. Hallelujah.